Russia continues to pound Ukraine. The Ukrainians are not backing down. And here in the U.S., inflation is out of control. Welcome to the Weekly News Roundup. Thanks for joining us. My name is Yaakov M. Two big stories this week, of course, the war in Ukraine and inflation. Russia has stepped up its attacks. They are surrounding Kiev and preparing to invade. Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin's forces have been targeting civilians. They are brutal. They're firing missiles at apartment buildings, schools, hospitals, even a maternity war. They are trying to level cities. The Russians are vicious and will apparently destroy anything in their way to try to win this war. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, however, not backing down. He offered words of hope and inspiration on his Instagram page this past Tuesday. Take a look. And Zelensky addressed the British House of Commons via video link from Ukraine this week. Parliament gave him a standing ovation. Take a look. Mr. President, you are welcome to address members of the House of Commons and the Lords. You now have the floor. President. President Biden this week announced a ban on all Russian oil and gas imports. Take a look at his announcement. Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. This is a move that has strong bipartisan support in the Congress and, I believe, in the country. Americans have rallied, support, have rallied to support the Ukrainian people and made it clear we will not be part of subsidizing Putin's war. Of course, banning imports on oil is likely to boost inflation and crush the economy even more. Here's a clip on CNN discussing the Americans' current pain at the pump. The fact of the matter is gas prices are oh, yeah. very high and a really sharp increase. Yeah, and they moved really quickly here, like 55 cents in just a week here. A 4.17, I think, is now the nationwide average. If you live uh, in a lot of other places in the country, you're seeing much higher than that. Uh, Americans today are spending just about $150 million more a day for gasoline to fill up their cars than they did just a month ago. So that's a big change that people are feeling. Yes, even CNN cannot deny or avoid or bury this topic. Of course, Biden and CNN and the rest of the media are blaming Vladimir Putin for the inflation. The problem is gas prices have been spiking for the past year. Inflation has been surging for the past year. Take a look at this clip of Biden blaming inflation on Putin. It's going to go up. <laughs> Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. And take a look at this one of Jen Psaki, White House Press Secretary, blaming Putin. Americans are paying a higher price at the pump because of the actions of President Putin. This is a Putin uh, spike at the gas pump. Here's a clip of Biden discussing the economy and families' tight budgets. 
Americans are back to work. Yes, family budgets are still tight, but a lot of Americans are getting paychecks this year, more than they got last year, and uh, restoring the dignity of work uh, uh, so they can show up at work with some pride. Yes, Mr. President, we understand, but it's not just about dignity. People also can't afford gas. They can't afford to fill up their fuel tanks of their cars. Here's uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn, Republican from Tennessee, blasting Biden for eliminating America's energy independence. Joe Biden didn't let energy independence slip away. He, he was and is the architect of its destruction. When you look at the cost of packaging and products, and it's costing you more because energy affects inflation. This is what Joe Biden has done in one year. And here's Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg saying that clean transportation can bring significant savings to the American people. Take a look. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. Yes, Pete, we understand, but that savings will come in like 10 to 15 years and after we spend like $75,000 to buy a Tesla. People right now cannot afford gas at like 5 or $6, even $7 a gallon. Here's a White House reporter conveying to... Jen Psaki, actual quotes from people at gas stations. Take a look at this clip. Um, I want to read to you, if I could, Jen, some comments from people we've met at gas stations today. One woman saying, I just never imagined to see the cost of gas be this high. Another said, it's a huge stressor to my financial situation, a huge stressor. It's kind of like something I've stressed about, like, during the day, will I be able to afford gas? How much money do I have? What is the White House, what is the president's message to Americans who are going to the gas station today and seeing prices so high? Well, the president's message is that he is going to do everything we can, everything he can, to reduce the impact on the American people, including uh, the price of gas at the tank. What is also true is that because of the actions of President Putin, because he invaded a sovereign country, that created instability in the markets. That is something the president talked about even before uh, Russia and President Putin moved forward with their actions. Uh, but we have already taken steps. The president has already taken steps. Historic release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, one that's done in a coordinated fashion. And clearly, we will continue to have conversations with large oil producers and suppliers around the world about how to mitigate the impact and and consider domestic options as well. I mean, it's just out of control. Meanwhile, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham this week doubled down on his call for Vladimir Putin's assassination within Russia. Take a look. So, yes, I want the Russian people to take this man out. I don't care if we put him in jail in The Hague or somebody kills him. He needs to go. He's a war criminal. And Senator Schumer called me about an hour ago. I have a resolution that supports the war crimes investigation against Putin in The Hague. He is now on it. I believe I got 90 votes plus in the United States Senate to support an How investigation many senators of privately In Russia, there is unrest. Police detained over 4,300 people throughout the country in Russia on Sunday. Protests against the Putin-ordered invasion against Ukraine. Uh, that's according to a Russian-based human rights monitoring group. Russian authorities arrested 
thousands uh, since Russia's military launched the full-scale attack on Ukraine that began February 24th. However, the Russian authorities have not been able to stop the anti-war movement. That is, despite this massive crackdown on free speech, Facebook and Twitter have been restricted in Russia. The parliament in Russia passed legislation threatening to imprison people for up to 15 years if they publish what Moscow considers fake information or misinformation about the Russian invasion. Here's a clip of Don Jr. sharing the one place where the Biden administration and the Democrats have actually overperformed. Take a look at this clip. At the one place where the Biden administration and Democrats have overperformed is I thought it would take them much longer to destroy our country. No, right? But I figured four years will be a disaster. We're one year in. Meanwhile, there are frightening reports that Biden is close to signing another Iran nuclear deal. And this one may be even worse than the first original, the Obama nuclear deal, architected by John Kerry. That one was pretty bad. Biden and Iran have been negotiating in Vienna and the Iranians are being represented by the Russians. How absurd is that? Here's former Vice President Mike Pence discussing the absurdity of it all. Take a look. When our administration tore up the deal, it's because we recognize that not only did it not prevent Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon, it guaranteed that they would be able to obtain a nuclear weapon in 10 years. Uh, Maria, uh, the idea that we are negotiating actively with Russia in Vienna to revive the disastrous Iran nuclear deal as their tanks are rolling over innocent civilians and the people of Ukraine is unconscionable. It has to stop. And for all those reasons, this administration should abandon any future effort on the Iran nuclear deal. Some news on COVID this week. Uh, People in New York City no longer need to wear masks. That's everyone in New York City except for children aged five and under. You cannot make this stuff up. It's it's absurd. It's egregious. An unvaccinated 90-year-old, this is the rule, an unvaccinated 90-year-old in New York City, an unvaccinated 90-year-old does not need to wear a mask, but a four-year-old needs to wear a mask. And here is Mayor Eric Adams actually trying to explain this. A group of parents brought me and talked to their children and explained uh, to them. I told them, you're going to be taking off your mask like your big brothers and sisters are doing now. You know, when when you have big brothers and sisters, sometimes they do things first to make sure it's safe for you. And those children, they understand it because they trust their parents and they trust their leadership. They're not tainted like adults. (laughs) You know, they still feel uh, that we have to make the right decisions for them. I mean, it's nuts. You cannot make this stuff up. Meanwhile, in Florida, the Department of Health has announced that it will recommend that healthy children not get the COVID vaccine. Florida becomes the first state in the country to go against federal health guidelines. Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Ladapo of Florida announced that the state will make that change in policy this past Monday during a roundtable discussion with Governor Ron DeSantis. Take a look. Before yeah, I wrap actually, it up, I think Dr. Freeman, you you were uh, you actually provided my the introduction to our announcement, which is the Florida Department of Health is going to uh, be the first state to officially recommend against the COVID-19 vaccines for healthy children. Pretty amazing. Let's see if other states follow suit. This has been your weekly news roundup. Thank you for watching. I'm Yakov M.